as you take your seat, please join me in a word of prayer. Holy God, thank you. Thank you for your presence in us. Thank you, O God, word that is about you. Lord, I pray that take me out. Allow your Holy Spirit to minister in me and through me, my brothers. Grant us all ears, hearts, feet, and spirit. And when it's all said and made glorified in us, and say with thanksgiving. And the people of God say together, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Woman, what concern is that to you or to me? Words coming out from mouth. Jesus, who cares for all. Jesus, who loves all. But in this moment, in that particular situation, Jesus, and his disciples, his brand new disciples, not even all of them, some of them that he started calling at the beginning, they are invited to this wedding. They invited to this traditional wedding where they celebrate for a whole week. There are lots of eating and lots of drinking and lots of dancing, I would imagine. Lots of partying, right? And Jesus is confronted with this situation by his mother. There is no wine. The wine is finished. And how did Jesus what concern is that to you or to and sometimes when we read Jesus in context it's easy for us to get sometimes that Jesus was fully human and fully divine. So, can you imagine Jesus being one of us and he's going to this wedding? The only expectations are that he will have good food, have good wine, have fun with family, with friends, with community. He wasn't ready yet to reveal. God's glory in him. He was just going as a human being to a family wedding. And yet, his mother came to him. I do not know. I don't think anyone knows sure if his mother expected him to a supernatural miracle at that moment in time. All she knew was that there was a problem. And she had enough faith within her to know that her son could solve that. She didn't know how he was going to do it, but she went up to him. There is no one. And even though he responded, I believe in his human will, the mother in her faith said to, to the servant, do whatever. Hmm? And we know the rest of the story. We know that Jesus, you know, you know, turned water into wine, the first sign, great natural sign. 
of God's glory, God's presence in the God's people. Hmm? Can you imagine? 120 to 180 gallons of water turned into the best wine you could ever take. People were rejoicing. Crisis was averted. Nobody knew. This family didn't have to be embarrassed. If people had found out that there was no one to carry them through the rest of the celebration, this family didn't have to be ridiculed because the problem was solved. Right? So as I read this text and prayed about it and asking God to give me insight into this text for us today, I believe the Spirit said to me, we need to look at our divine potential. Every human being has divine potential within. We are created, to tell us in Genesis 4, we are created in the God. We are created to glorify God. We are created to be in relationship with God and to be in relationship with fellow human beings. I think it's very appropriate that on this Sunday, we are observing Human Relations Sunday throughout church. I don't know how many of you even knew that today in the life of church. It's Human Relations Sunday. The church has acknowledged that there are certain special occasions that we need to remind each other of. And this Sunday, we are reminding ourselves and others that we are a people in relationship with God. And we are called to be out of that relationship to care for others, to value what God values. God values each of us. God values every soul that lives upon the And when we hear Jesus' statement is to his mother, what concern is that to you and to me? I could hear, it's not my problem. You deal with your problem. Sometimes it's easy for us to do that when we are faced with challenges, not only of our own, but challenges in the world in which we live. We see poverty. We see discrimination. We see violence. We see hatred. We see pain. We see suffering. We see sorrow. We see so many things going on in the world. And yet God is saying, we cannot turn our eyes from those. We are a people called with other human beings. We are of sacred value to God in our diversity with our different gifts with our different talents our different ethnicities we are called to be in with each other and I truly believe from this gospel that even though Jesus in his human will made that statement Jesus was modeling for his disciples Friend, disciples that he invited to be on mission with him 
He modeled for them how we have to acknowledge the human will, but then we have to go the next step. And we have to allow the divine will, the divine potential of God to rise up from us and reach out and help others that are in fear. This is what he did. He had just called his disciples. And they were in this regular, everyday, festive community celebration. And they were watching him. Because they followed him when he called them to follow him. So now they are learning how to be disciples of Jesus Christ. Which brings me to this question I always ask in the, throughout the course of the year. I ask us about our mission. What is our mission? And I'm giving you a headway so you can pull your, your, your bulletin quickly. And when I ask the question, what is our mission in this church? So now I ask you, what is our mission? To make, to make Christ for the transformation of the world. That is the same mission Jesus invited his disciples to. But Jesus knew that they had to grow into that. The potential of God that is within us, it is there by the grace of God. And we acknowledge it and we receive it when we profess faith in Christ. But we need to know this. We need to know that that potential that is in us, we have to cultivate. We have to develop it. We have to grow. We have to mature in it. We have to know what the word of God says. And then we have to try to apply that word. And the more we do it, and the more we see what God shows us and what we experience, we become more mature in this faith. And then we can do the will of God. By being in partnership with God, transforming the world, the world into light, into God's expectation for us. I believe that's what MLK, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., when he used his gifts and his talents to speak up against the injustices of the world, to speak up against poverty, to speak up against the inequality that people were faced. He was calling not just African Americans, but he was calling all people of all races to say that we are valued in God's sight. And we are called to be in this relationship with God and with each other. And to know that God loves us even when we are not fully living into the potential that God would have in the text, what we heard is that after Jesus allowed God's divine potential, the Spirit of God, to work in him, turn water into wine, his disciples, they saw that and they believed. What did they believe? They believed that Jesus Christ truly the Messiah. They believed that Jesus Christ truly was God in their midst? What do people believe when they saw it? What do people when they hear you talk about 
Do they walk away saying, I want to know? Do they walk away saying, something happened within I believe yesterday was a great example of how we as a church witness to the presence of God in us and the fact that we have divine potential within us and we are seeking to live into the fullness of that potential. You know, as the pastor in the midst of a whole lot of people, and we were we were over capacity at the fellowship hall yesterday, let me tell you. As Herb told me, we he broke some fire codes, but that's all right. You know, but I was in the midst of serving. I am looking and I'm watching and I'm seeing, wow, this is a little micro of kingdom of God. Because there were people from different races, different ethnicity, different ages, people from different religions. They were all there eating, fellowshipping celebrating, and I I saw God in every person in that room. And then when I stood and I, I, I took in the children from Garden Oak, Montessori School, and they stood up and they sang, we are the children. And I have to tell you, I couldn't stop tears from flowing. Joy Marie was in that choir yesterday. The children from different races, different sea and children, you know, just singing from their hearts about the millions of dreams that God has deposited within us. And they're talking about a future, a future that God can bring out of them. And I watched children and I said, God, thank you. Thank you for this. You know, and people probably wonder why was she crying? I was crying because God was crying in me. God was saying, this is my, this is my youth. And then I heard this 17-year-old young African man stood up and spoke about, from the title, what would Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. say to us today? And I looked at this young man and he was just belting it out and he was talking about, you know, Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King would address the issues today of bullying. And I thought, wow. And he talked about, he would address the issue, the pandemic of drugs in our society and in our culture. And then he talked about how Dr. Martin Luther King would address the issue of poverty. But I love what he said at the end. He said, I would speak about these things. Dr. Martin Luther King would speak about those things, but then he would put action to what he And I thought, this is us. This is who we are. We are called to be Jesus' disciples. And Jesus has modeled for us how we are to live into the fullness of that potential. Does it mean that we are perfect? No. Does it mean that we will make mistakes from time to time? Yes. Does it mean that sometimes we will feel like walking in the flesh and saying, you know what, that's not my problem. I don't want to deal with that. But we don't stop there. Even though we might think it and feel it, we allow the Spirit of God, the divine Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, who lives within us by the faith that we profess, we allow the Spirit to say to us, we need to rise up and do something. 
That's what Paul is saying to the church in First Corinthians. There's only one spirit because there's only one God. And that spirit gives each of us gifts. Supernatural gifts. To be used for the life of the church. Not just for ourselves and our family. But for every person that we come into contact with. Your gifts may not be my gifts. My gifts may not be your gifts. But we are to use those gifts. Because the spirit gives it freely. If we cannot be Jesus' disciples on our own strength, y'all. We have to do like Nell says. We have to pray. We have to know that we have it within us. But now how do we develop it so that we could shine the glory of God that has been given to us? We have to be like the disciples in the gospel. We have to believe Jesus is truly who Jesus is. And we have to cry out to Jesus and say, Lord, because we cannot say, Lord, if it wasn't for the Spirit giving us that condition. So we have to say, Lord, help me. I am human, but your divine Spirit lives. The Holy Spirit, help me every day. Not just pray this one time. Sometimes we have to pray it as many times as necessary in the course of the day because we may feel good when we wake up in the morning. But let life come into your way and then, uh, I'm not too sure that I'm living by that divine potential. It's within all of us if we are proclaiming Christ's Lord. And you have your gift already. Sometimes we sit on those gifts, don't allow those gifts to be developed. And make excuses within our human will. Say, no, I have too many things going on. But what I saw yesterday, when God's people come together, we become the greatest witness of what it means to shine the light of Christ. I heard people say yesterday, and I heard it last year when we had it for the first time, oh, wow, the people in this church are really nice. Oh, wow, I have never set foot in this church. I heard people say, wow. This is awesome. And you know what I saw at the end of all of the celebration? I saw people pitching in to help. People didn't leave. I mean, I'm not talking about members because we didn't have too many of our members. But I'm talking about people who we did not know saying, how can I help clean up? How can I help take down tables? How can I help put away tables? People just kept on saying, thank you, Pastor, for making this possible. And I kept on saying, it is all to the glory of God. For this is who we are. We are the church. And we are people in human relationship with God and with each other. And there are people who need to know that the witness that we have is because we believe without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is real and lives within us. And by that virtue, we have endless possibility, endless dreams, as Spirit said yesterday, to yet be fulfilled within us. So I invite you, let God, wherever you are, whatever age you are, let God 
then we can world friends the glory of God. Let us pray. Almighty God, thank you that you have invited us to your great salvation. Oh God, you have called us to your son Christ disciples. Disciples transforming the world and to that God send us and to put our actions out there to the world so the world can see you through us. Continue to shine your grace, your mercy in us, God. Continue to bless us. Continue, O oh God, to use us even when we don't feel like being used so that you may be glorified. In Jesus' name with thanksgiving and the people of God say together, amen, amen, and amen.